that ye may be able to bear it. What a prolific uh, statement there that um, Paul talks about there. And it's, it's very simple. You know, God gives, we have temptations, but there is a level that God, I think, gives us a test. We have levels of tests that we have to take, and we don't go to the next test until we, get, we conquer the first one. And that's why God says he doesn't want to give us too much to bear. We can't take too much at one time. So what is the thing that we need to do for our young people to, when they come to me and they ask me, why is all these horrible things going on in the world? Why does God allow it? Well, the Bible is emphatic on its teaching about the human process and free will and how they are capable of originating evil. If you look at Genesis chapter 1, 26. Let me pull this up here. It says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God gave us dominion, and because of Adam, who had control over everything, when Adam sinned, that brought the evil into the world. In our sin. But God is the type of God that doesn't force anyone to follow him. It's a conscious choice, something that Pastor um, Ingram said tonight. It's a conscious choice. But how do we get ourselves to, with our young people and with um or everyone today, how do we get them to understand the right instead of the wrong? How do we get them to follow God? And I thought about this question today. Um, when we had our, was it a few weeks back, we had our um, lockdown here. And a lot of the kids were upset, crying, not understanding why this was happening and how we as leaders are to try to comfort those, those um, children and explain to them the right and the wrong things. And how can we explain that when we see so much wrong going on in the world? And I just said to them, you have to understand that God is in control. We are here and God is protecting us from all hurt, harm, and danger. And, you know, I've, I've been through a lot through my lifetime. Uh, if nobody knows my story, when I was, um, you know, when I was coming up in the church, church was just a routine. You know, we go to church, we do the same thing each and every week over and over. And I never really understood God. I never understood that concept of free will. What was my will? What should I do? What should I do? God's will? Should I do my own, own will? As I got to the military, it really changed my outlook on things in life, some of the things that I've seen and saw. But when I come home, I lost everything down my luck, 
and drinking, was living out of a cardboard box, scrounging for meals, trying to figure out what was going to be done next, until I had somebody that came and fed us one night, and he spoke something into my life. And what he spoke into my life was he was telling me that God is always here for you. You have a choice whether to follow what he says or you follow what not he says. You've already done the not. Now it's time to do his will. And I didn't realize that until, you know, when I sat in a shelter, when I finally got to a shelter, and I was staring up at the ceiling, and I just said, God, help I'm ready to follow you. This is the this is the choice that you want me to make. I'm going to make it now. I lost my way. We all lose our way. And, and it's, it's hard to sometimes understand we as humans we're spiritually weak. And let me explain why I mean that. We can't forgive sin. We can't do any of that. Only one person did that for us. We needed help. We are too weak as people to be able to overcome a lot of the issues that happen unless, unless we have God in our life to help us through the problem. <coughs> um, so the fact that God must command us to carry out his will reveals that we are not forced to carry his will. And this is a concept that a lot of us um, can't say. Like, for example, we have some scriptures. Uh, I want to back up that statement. For example, Proverbs. You go to Proverbs. I love Proverbs. If you don't want to read anything else in the Bible, go to Proverbs. Proverbs tells you everything that you should know in life to follow God. And what to do and what not to do. For example, in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, it says, A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Well, what's that mean? It means we sometimes go into our own little ways. We want things our way, we want to do things our way. But God, when he steps in, he's going to direct those steps. He's going to show you the way to go. Unfortunately, we live in a society now that they want things when they want things. They want to do things their own way and not God's way. I can remember that when I came home uh, for the service, I, I lost my home. And I wanted to get another place, but I wasn't financially ready. I keep praying to God and praying to God, I need a place to live. I need a place to live. God kept saying, be patient, son. It's coming. But there's some other things that have to take place first. And that's the choices that I had to correct the choices, the bad choices that I had made in my life. For example, I was, and, I, and I'm not shy about saying it because we've all been there, we've all done that. Uh, if you been on the streets, we shoplifted, stolen our, our food. I did that. And it was bad choice. Bad choices with writing checks that I shouldn't have wrote just to get money. You do some crazy things when you're 
out in the world like that. But God said to me, you're forgiven for those sins, but I want to guide your steps. Well, how is he going to guide my steps? Well, he said, so the first thing you have to do is you have to, he set me up with some people to get me financially in order. And one of those things was getting my disability because I couldn't work uh, like I used to because of, of the injuries I sustained while I was in the service. And he set me up with that. Then he set me up with a person for AA. You got to get your mental state back in order. All these things had to take place. And then finally, God gave me my apartment. And I've been in my apartment now, thank God, going on four and a half years. And I praise God every day for giving me this second chance in my life. And then, of course, from there, we know the story. I, I, God wanted me to do more, and here I am now as a pastor. Very rewarding job. I love working for God. Let me read you another scripture about free will. If you go to John, I love John. The Gospel of John, if we go to chapter 7, 17, it says, If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of it myself. If any man do his will, hear that statement? If any man do his do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. We'll go to Revelation 3.20, which backs that one up. And then I'm going to explain it. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. We have a choice for that door. You can either go through the door or you don't. But if you go through the door, Jesus said, my hand is there. I'm going to sup with you. I'm going to break bread with you. And we're going we're to have fellowship together. Just follow me. Follow me into my marvelous life. How, how do we get to this point? And I want to speak to a lot of you out there. A lot of the young folks out there tonight are probably saying, how do I make the right choice? What can I do? Well, what was that passage? one day at a time but it'd be one day at a time if you turn to God it doesn't happen overnight trust me it took me I was uh, in the homeless shelter for over a year it took me a year to get and sometimes it might take longer sometimes it might take shorter but we're not on our time we're on God's time God's time is very important because we have to face all of the things that have happened in our lives first. We have to get those things behind us in order to walk in God's will. 
free will. Which means, to me, that it's free. All you have to do is ask God to change your life, and he'll be there. He'll be there to help you through the, the down times, the wrong the uh, good times, all the times. He's always there for you. So I got a question. Sure. You said it's free. But to be honest, there is a cost. There is a cost. The cost is you giving up your will to God's will. That's right. So you have to lay yourself down. And I think that's the big struggle that so many people have because they don't understand that aspect of it. Setting aside their will for God's will. You know, you're in that position now because you realize that your will led you down the wrong path. And in order for you to get to you get something different, you had to set aside your will and allow God's will something that was you knew about but you didn't know. So there was a sacrificing that you Yeah, and I thought I knew everything I was to know growing up in the church, but I wasn't—I was short on the, what it was all about. And you're right about that, Rob. Is that one of the things that you have to under—you have to—you have to let go. I had a friends that were into bad things. I had two good friends, best friends, um, that were bad influences. They used to drink and do drugs. And when I got to start to change my life, I had to break away and give up those friends to do the will of God. And, and, and that's a difficult thing because we're, when, when we're into things that we do that are right, we tend to believe that that's all there is. But I'm telling you, that's not all there is. You can give that, you have that first, first thing you have to do is you have to ask for forgiveness of your sins. You have to repent and ask God to pick up your pick up your life so you can follow Him. But that sometimes is difficult for a lot of us. Um, I know it was difficult for me because we're all creatures of um, emotions. One of the things we are are stubborn people, very stubborn. We want things like I said, like Rob was saying. It's very hard to give up that life. But I wanted to ask you a question, Rob, because this is coming from you. Um, my story is a lot different from yours, but how were you able, um, and I know we've heard this story before, but how were you able to decipher between your will and free will? Maybe the people would like to hear it. Well, it was, like you said, like I said, it wasn't a free will, it was God's will. You know, because the world gives us free will. And that's what I was living under prior to me finding God. I was living under a free will, just doing what I wanted to do and not following God's will. You know, and, and what I realized, me operating in, in that free will that the world allows us to operate in, it caused me to hurt the people who I say I love, not be in a position where I can help the people who I say I love. So all the excuses I was making operate in that free will, it cost me much more than what I got out of it. 
So, so that what we're what we're saying here is that the decisions you make could hurt other people as well, and that and that is something that we, uh, um, when we're in those in those decision making processes, when we're not where we need to be, we don't realize those things until after we do give up, and and that's and that's so important to realize those mistakes, but now, when you make those mistakes and you hurt the others, we have to, we have, we have, do we have, we have we ever tried to make amends? Yeah, we all have, but what about when we have no forgiveness in our heart? There's a lot of people out there that do not have that, and they lose what they're supposed to have, which is forgiveness of sins. We have the forgiveness of sins and we forgive each other. Um, there is, what's the word I'm looking for? There is a process where we have to be able to forgive others even though they don't forgive us. That's what God's asking for. So, why is this, why is free will so important? Everybody says, why do we have free will if God's going to let evil enter into the world? Well, and that lets evil enter into the world. That's where the choice comes. That's where the choice comes in. That's exactly. That's where, that's where we have to be able to allow our will to be set aside. And Jesus was the great example. Of Absolutely. That. You know, we had many opportunities prior to him where God, God showed them the way. However, because they operated in their own will and what they wanted to do, they continued to fall short. That's what Jesus died for. And because God knows he's not going to be perfect because of the evil, the sins of the world. But the key is to be better. And the only way for us to be better is following the, the leading of the Lord, that God enforce, and, and allow his will to dictate and to show us the way to go. And, and Jesus was that great example for us. And, and getting to that point, the, the biblical basis for free will lies lies automatically in the fall of Adam and Eve. And that occurred in their willfully choice to disobey God. It was a willful choice. We talked about obedience and how important obedience is. I, I, I heard that word today when we were uh, talking to the young men about obedience. And because the, the, the young men were being very disruptive. They didn't want to listen. So we got into a talk about obedience and what it means to be a man of, a man of, um, a young man growing up in the faith. One of the key things is obedience. We need to obey what God says. But if you're doing things like, for example, we had a few kids that were laughing while we were trying to talk. Is that obedience? No. Is that what God would want for us? One of the things I always say to children when we're here, I say one thing to them. I say, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And the one thing that they'll say to me is, he wouldn't have done that. He would have loved on them. Elder, we have a question.
is uh, a book of instruction and direction, and it really does answer a lot of times what is it that separates us from uh, the rest of the world, along with explaining that difference in choice. So in Proverbs 18, Verse 2, it says, A fool has delight in understanding, but in expressing it, does not have delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. Verse 6. It also says in 24, a man, I'm sorry, in 19, 19 chapter 19, yes. The foolishness of a man twists his way and his heart frets against the Lord. And that speaks to what you're talking about, how we have choice. When we decide to be foolish and think about what we think, what we want, what our way we decide, it creates much problem for us. We don't get understanding. Because true understanding comes from God through the Holy Spirit, which brings all wisdom. And so when we choose our way, that choice, we actually set ourselves up for some foolishness, is what this word is. Or failure. Or failure. Well, failure is foolishness. And, and, and one, of the, one of the things I can relate to was I, I had a friend of mine that um, he, he wanted to buy this expensive car. He, he wanted to have that car. He wanted to look cool for the, for the women. And he was wanting to buy that car. And I kept saying to him, with my wisdom, I kept saying, I don't know, can you really afford that car? And he really couldn't. And he made the choice to buy the car. And what had happened when he made that foolish choice, the car was repoed a month later. Because he didn't follow the will of God. God was saying to him, don't get that car. But he said, on his own, he said, listen, I'm going to go get that car. I don't care what anybody says. We'll get that. And that's how we all, that's how civilization right now acts. If we can't have it, if we can't have it our way, Burger King, have it our way. <laughs> we can't have it our way, we throw tantrums. Or we just decide we want to do it. And, you know, that's what's lacking in here in the world today. Somebody taking his, uh, Getting the word in their life, reading the Bible. I go to a lot of homes and I see people have five or six Bibles and they got about two inches of dust on them because they don't open them up, they don't read them. There's so much truth in this Bible and so much, any subject we can go in here and we can talk about. But the choice of making the right choice, right or wrong, I think right would be the best choice for everyone, and that's to follow God. Um, I made bad choices. We all made bad choices. And, you know, I never thought I could come back from them, but here I sit today, uh, uh, a proud man of God, a man who tries to, who has made mistakes. Don't get me wrong. The devil has attacked me. Over the last year, uh, the devil attacked me immensely, immensely. But if I hadn't had a family like I have here at Faith Harvest, I would not have gotten through that time. I thought that something when I, I was like basically, you know, I, I wasn't being 
I wasn't being around, let's put it that way. I thought that was a bad choice, but then after I thought about what you did, Pastor Ed, that really got me through it. He had, he had to write, and, and you know, sometimes we have to go through a downtime to really understand what the what we have to do. And I, I just, I never thought that that was going to happen. I just kept saying, oh, that devil's not going to attack me. He did. He did. It was stuff from my past that came back that I hadn't gotten rid of. That's, that's very important for us to follow, to follow God's free will. We have to get rid of the garbage. Even though you may not think it's going to creep up now, it will catch up to you. It caught up to me. And if I didn't get rid of that garbage, I wouldn't have moved into the position that I moved into now. And I, 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 feel, I feel this sense of worth that I'm doing for God now. Even though I'm just driving, driving the kids here and there, or whatever I do in the school, sitting in on classes trying to mentor young, young men and women, I, I didn't think that was something that was a part of me until I discovered it. And that's all part of growing in God and growing in His will. I made those right choices. And, and, and you out there tonight, you can make those right choices too. You just have to let go of all of the stuff that's in your life and, and, and get rid of it so that you can make the right choice and follow Jesus. So, so basically what you're saying is that if we don't clean out our closet, the enemy will bring out some old stuff just at the time when we're trying to elevate and go to another level to drop us back down because we didn't do what we supposed to do at the time before we can move up. That's what happened to me. So that's why it's important for us to do some self-evaluating of ourselves and our lives and clean up those things necessary in order for us to go to that next level. Because I had to do that too. I had to do some self-evaluating for my life because there was a time where I had to deal with anger management. And you look at me now and you're like, Pastor Rob, you had to deal with anger management. I can't believe that. (laughs) I, I had to do two years anger and it was a situation where I thought I knew. And it, this happens to a lot of us. We don't think we need some things, but the higher source knows everything that we need. And that's why it's important for us to do true evaluations about ourselves. And God placed people in our lives because sometimes we can't see everything, but He placed people in our lives to see those areas that are concerning that can be hindrance for our lives. And, and, and a part of it is us being able to recognize it ourselves and do something about it. Because otherwise, it will come back up. Because if you don't deal with it, it will deal with you. And, and I experienced that. And I didn't think that, you know, I really didn't think that was going to happen to me. I really didn't. I'll be honest. I said, no, I just can't happen to me. And it just surprised me when it did. But I'm so fortunate that I had people placed in my life that were able to get me through it. So thank God for that. Um, so this choices that we have, um, you know, some of the things that I've seen in the world um, that really upset me, we've had already, we're in the 2023, and we've already had six mass shootings. Six. We had, uh, what was it, a, a little boy, nine or six years old, shot a school teacher. I mean, 
what are what are we doing to our young people? What are the choices that we as parents are making for our young people? And I'm not trying to preach on a soapbox because you know I know it's hard out there. We had we've had a lot of single moms, we had a lot of single single um, parents, so it's very difficult sometimes to some of them don't have a man in their life. Some of the kids. Um, we see all this violence and things on these video games and all the stuff that we see on the internet. Um, and that's all stuff that's set up by the devil. And I think we've heard it many times. Satan is a liar. He's a deceiver. He does everything he can to put his, put his path, block your path to God. And all these things that we have seen in our communities, uh, the, the, the violence, uh, it's all, you say it's all a conscious choice, yes, but how do we, we have to educate these young people on those things are not the things we need to do. How do we do that? How do we accomplish that? That's a question I'm asking everyone out here tonight. How do we, as <coughs> Um, leaders in the, in the in the church. How do we get to our young people? And I think one of the answers is um, being able to go into our communities and find out what we need to do to help. What can we do for you? I think a lot of people look at the church as the old church. You know, church is church. But church isn't the same as it used to be. Especially here at Faith Harvest, it's not. We we want to know what we can do to help. How can we get out to the communities? How can we get out there and help speak truth into your life? You have a question, on? I just want to share, I guess, about this choice situation that you are in in this world today. There's a lot of choices that are being made. But the Bible speaks to all of this. Lots of words that will encourage and direct us when we're back in Proverbs again, as you mentioned. <laughs> and Proverbs 16, 25 says, There is a way that seems right to a man. That 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 choices we're making. Yes. But is but its end is the way of death. You just talked about the shooting. And we're in a choice situation. People choose to have guns around you. You know, and I'm I'm not taking a side with any of this now, but the point is. There are choices we're making that are not godly, that are leading us to death, and God spoke about this. And what's that lead us into? Our emotions, because we're we're human beings. We we're, we're emo our emotion we're emotionless. Are not emotionless, but we have emotions as people. We react in different ways to different situations. Sometimes, sometimes those reactions we make aren't the right reactions, and that's what we're seeing. And even you said now, like in Revelation. All this stuff was mentioned. So God knows that this is nothing new under the sun. And if we look back through the Old Testament up through the New Testament, we see the same things that how many times did Israel fall on their face, making mistakes? But God forgave them every time. I think Dr. Dr. Ray, you mentioned tonight about Moses and how Moses couldn't get to see the promised land because he made one unforgivable sin and he couldn't get to see the promised land. All that traveling that he did with everybody got them out of bondage 
from Pharaoh than to see the promised land and not being able to enter it. That had to be, I, I, I can't imagine what he was thinking at that time. Um, we see these things in the world, and I just, I look at it this way, and I, and I, I pray to God about it every night, about how we can, you know, help, help make peace in the world. Um, I think the peace that we have to have is the peace within us. That we have to continue to pray for peace, but will we ever see peace in a perfect world? Not really, not until Jesus comes back to, re to take, retake this earth and make it a new heaven and a new earth for all the people that have went before us and those that believe and trust in him. Um, but I pray for peace every night, but I have this inner peace, this inner peace that I have within me because I know that God has my back and has the back of everyone sitting here in this room. I pray for everybody every night. I like to know that. Everybody. We all need prayer. Um, and is that the way to solve our issues? We, yeah, prayer is a big part of it. Prayer is a very big part of it, but we have to get this um, message to the community. So, and one of the things that I, I, I enjoy doing um, when I have time and I'm out and about is I like talking to, I, I go up to the homeless population a lot and I talk with them. And they, they tell me their worries, they tell me their problems, they tell me how they got into their problems and how they're just looking for a way out. Maybe that's something that we need to do as leaders of the church, is to go out and pound the painting and speak to these folks. I see a lot of folks on the corners. I see, I see people in this area uh, that are out with signs saying they're hungry and they need food. And it's because, and one of the guys I stopped, and I didn't have, I didn't have anything to give him that except I had a, a business card, a business board, and I said he can help you. But when they talk to me and they tell me their choices, the choices they had, the choices they made, and what got them into this situation, and now they're just looking for that way, that helping hand out. And most of the time, it's God putting us in the right position at the right time to help them, to help those folks. So free will is, I always say, it's a choice that God made with us. It can be a hurtful choice, but sometimes we have to fall on our face to find the right choice. You know, I remember if I didn't have that choice, if I didn't get that opportunity to change my life, if I had not met that person, and I'll always be grateful to that person. Um, I don't know where I'd be right now. And I also had a confidant with me, too, who always gave me great words of wisdom and knowledge. And this man, well, we just lost him a couple weeks ago, Mr. John. What a man who gave me a lot of knowledge and wisdom. And this, this gentleman said that he had an issue with God, but I'll tell you, nobody ever loved God more than John, John did. And he always got me out of ruts, too. Sometimes God has to put a per special person in your life, people that can help guide you and lead you. And that's what we do here at Faith Harvest. We have a whole great staff here. We have great 
of leaders led by Dr. Raymond Williams, where we have people to help each other, to help each other through problems, issues that arise. That's the kind of place we are here. We care about the people. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. I saw the difference when you were talking. You asked, what do you do when you're talking right now? And you have to get talking to you. You can't stop talking to yourself. You can't do right. God gives you right. Not just good advice. God gives you right to yourself. And as soon as I felt that, I opened, you know, God gives you right. He spoke up the word. This is what you got to do. Proverbs again. 13 and 10. My favorite book. By pride come nothing but strife, but with the well-advised is wisdom. And so if we, if we can just share the wisdom that we get with them, what does he say? Write them on the tablet? Write them on a tablet? Of your, your heart. Of your heart. Hang them around your neck. God is your, God, God said, my yoke is, I'll take your yoke. My yoke is easy because he's trying to take our burdens and put them on our, his shoulders. That's what, that's what, you know, you imagine the burden that Jesus had, knowing that he was here for one purpose and one purpose only, and that was to be a sacrifice to save us from our sin, to die on that cross. All that time he had, all that burden and all that stress on him, but he had to do it. He never gave up. And that's what I'm trying to tell you folks out there tonight. Never give up. Reach for the stars is what I always say. Reach for the stars. It's hard to give up what you're so used to. Well, maybe what you're used to isn't the right thing. If you want to look for a good thing, we ask you, please, if you don't come to Faith Harvest, at least find someone that can help you through whatever you're going through, through the Word of God. I don't know where I would be right now if it wasn't for, for God. And God put in the people He's put in my life. You know, I remember the first sermon I ever preached you know, I, I, I went back and looked at it just to see, you know, the difference from now to then. I was uh, a little nervous being up there the first time I preached, but um, I was given a chance to, and I, and I just started learning. I wasn't even, a, I wasn't even ordained yet, and um, I got a chance to, to speak the word into um, the VA chapel when I was there. And I happen to think I didn't do a good job, but I have one person, one person, and that's all it takes is one person. And that one person came to me and said, I needed to hear that today. I needed to hear those words because it put some positivity in my life that I haven't had. And that person right now, I spoke to him the other night, is doing a, a mission service in South Africa feeding people, helping set up churches, helping 
to um, give what he couldn't get. He's now given from his heart helping others. And that's what that's what God's word can do. Changing people's lives for the best. And you know, I, I don't know where I know God's got a lot for me to do. He's got a lot for all of us to do. And the choice is, are we gonna do it? That's the big choice we have here tonight. Now, I don't know how much time I have left, but I would like to tell you that free will, you have a will. The will for your life is to follow the will of Jesus Christ and his outlook on your life. This marvelous light, we have to travel to his marvelous light. He took us out of darkness and brought us to this, to this light that I think and I see it sometimes around certain people. You'll be surprised. I see, you know, I see it around certain people I walk with, walk and talk with. But the choices I made, I really.